श्री वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाय श्री भक्ति विनोदाको की जाय श्री श्री गोगराधार की जाय गौर भक्त वृंद की जाय गौर प्रेमानंद both of them on the same day. The day is the Amavasya, new moon or a very dark night. said, of course, that uh, we know, I should say, that Krishna appeared on the eighth day of the waning moon and the following month Radha appeared on the eighth day of the waxing moon. So, put the two of them together, then you come to the full moon. Adding Radha and Krishna together, we get the full moon of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sriman Gaur Hari Kijai, Gaur Chandra Kijai. And appearing in fullness, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is really the fullest embodiment of Radha and Krishna. This is the teaching of Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is what Ramananda Roy saw, what was revealed to him by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Their desire for union culminates in in a, in a, in a third entity that embodies them both, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And at the same time, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahiyanya, Rupanuga Jani Rajivan. It said, I believe Bhakti Nuttakur, or Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur's song, Guru Parampara song, we find this. Hmm? Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna Nahiyanya. But Radha and Krishna, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha and Krishna combined, and Rupanuga Janera Jivan is the life and soul of the followers of Rupa Goswami. And at the same time that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Radha and Krishna combined, we have the appearance of Radha in Gorlila in the person of Pandit Goswami Sri Gadadhar, Gadadhar Pandit Kijai. So it's a very complex theological reality. We've written a little bit about it in the last chapter of Sacred Preface. So I'll just say a few words um, tonight about Gadadhar and something about, about Bhakti Vinod. Gadadhar appeared on the new moon and disappeared on, on the new moon. Um, so, using the same metaphor of moons, he appears empty compared to the full moon. And um, at the same time, he's the fullest of the full of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates. And by, by him alone, in one sense, 
Krishna's desire to experience himself from Radha's perspective was made possible. There are many, we could say, other players um, in the in the Leela and for its distribution in particular and um, who also assisted Mahaprabhu in this regard. Gadadhar is the principal uh, associate of Mahaprabhu who um, did so and appropriately so being again the Radha of Gorlila, but in a diminished form, but it's only an appearance of being diminished, as I say. He is still full with the mood of Radha, but of course it plays out differently in relation to Gore, because Gore is Krishna in a different Leela. They were almost the same age, Gadadarpani, was a year younger than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And they were uh, fast friends from early uh, early on in their, their life. And when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became a Vaishnav, manifested himself as a Vaishnav, uh, Pandit Goswami was, like the others, of course, very much... Um, Overjoyed, he had something to do with sharing the news amongst the other associates. What happened to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu upon his return from East Bengal, his transformation, and um, as I say, he was well, he was close with Mahaprabhu. He accompanied him everywhere. Such he put him Chaitanya Mahaprabhu under the care of Gadadhar Pandit for fear that he would. Um, in his madness of love of God, be a danger to himself at times. And he took that very seriously, Kanadar Pandit. So he stayed very close to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They would sleep together and sleepovers. And he would attend to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the morning, bring him garland and uh, bring his his attire uh, and so forth. Then he would go and bathe in the Ganges and um, return very intimately. He was associated with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and caring for him in Navadweep. Of course, this is our ideal, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela in, in Navadweep. He's experiencing so many moods, but when he goes to Puri, then his Acharya Leela begins to manifest. He's taken sannyas, Gadadhar Pandit went with him, um, and there he systematically tries to, or shows us, I should say, how to attain the um, Radhadasyam. And to say Gadadhar Pandit accompanied him, he took a vow to stay in Jagannath Puri and never leave, thinking that Mahaprabhu would always be there. When Mahaprabhu um, was leaving for Vrindavan, he broke his vow. Mahaprabhu set him back for the sake of the public image and so forth, but he was prepared to break his vow um, to stay always in the company of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. 
as he did in Navadweep, also in Puri, but in a systematic way, as I say, he taught the um, Srimad Bhagavatam to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It was, they were seated on near the uh, the uh, what's it called? The Parvat the hill sand in the beach that in Mahaprabhu's mind was the uh, Govardhan hill and he told Gadadhar Pandit that I want to give you something dear to me. Will you accept it? And Pandit Goswami said, yes, of course. Mahaprabhu began to dig in the sand. Digging in the sand, he uncovered the Toto Gopinath deity. Brought him out. And gave him to Gadadhar Pandit. Mm -hmm. Gadadhar Pandit worshipped. That was the service given to him by Mahaprabhu. Toto Gopinath. And the temple was built there. And in the garden, next to the temple, Pandit Goswami would recite the Bhagavatam. There's a famous picture of that. We have it you know, on the wall, a rendition of that in, in Audarya. Said to be a, an original painting done at the time. Panchatapa there, Haridas is there. Kadadar Pandit is reciting the Bhagavatam. And... Um, there, of course, in Puri, he exhibits a very uh, I want to say um, submissive mood to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and uh, ultimately stays out of the way as Mahaprabhu steps in permanently into the bar of Radha, making it possible. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to have left the world by entering into the Gopinath, Toto Gopinath deity. I believe that um, the deity was tall and at one point it became difficult for Gadadhar Pandit to do the puja, though he was only uh, 47 years old when Mahaprabhu left. He's, he was diminished in, in stature by his separation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Even in his presence, as Mahaprabhu was developing the bhav of, of of Radha, so he left just after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But, but anyway, the point is that I was making it. The deity is said to have sat down. There's a crack in his knee, and Mahaprabhu entered into there, the crack, and Gadadhar Pandit left the world shortly thereafter, leaving the Bhagavatam behind his tears decorating the, the pages. Um, so it's a very, very uh, touching and dramatic Leela, Leela of Gore and Godotar, very deep, and and uh, we can only scratch the surface. Bhaktivinoda Thakur worshipped the deities of Gore and Godotar in his place in Godrum. You can still have the darshan of those deities there. It was from there, on the rooftop of that place, that he envisioned the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which corresponded with his empirical research. And, uh, at, anyway, inspired by his worship of Gorgadadhar, he launched a very extraordinary and far-reaching campaign. We were have been taught 
by Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur to refer to our lineage as the Bhaktivinoda Paribar, which is peculiar in one sense. Often we are asked about our, our lineage because of the lack of some of the formalities that we find uh, in other lineages that were more um, um, the norm at the, at the time, it would seem. At the time of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur got the shelter of Gaurakishwara Das Babaji, uh, who Thakur Bhaktivinoda, his father, pointed out to Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur and implored him to take initiation from him. Thakur himself said that, uh, I believe that he was told by Gaurakishwara that you will realize your sarup in the syllables of the Hare Krishna mantra. Um, so, the questions. Where is the Dikshapatra? What is the actual lineage of Gorkashore? Um, uh, what kind of tilak? Each lineage has a certain tilak. So, where these kind of questions surfaced at a certain point after the preaching campaign of Bhaktisiddhanta Sursti Thakur came to an end with regard to his personally um, being at the helm, a, um, a campaign that was um, bold enough to cr- critique the tradition itself and um, was very much influenced by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, despite the fact that Bhaktivinoda Sarasthakur was initiated by Kaur Kishore, um, blessed by him, and uh, and all he was still also very much influenced by Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who had this uh, vision, if you will, for the wide-scale distribution of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And so Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur very much took that uh, to heart and um, started his mission, which Sridhar Marsh kind of uh, well, he, he explained it as the vision came in Bhakti Vinod and was given shape by Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur and Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada took it all over the world. So, um, and here we are still going on today. This is our Bhakti Vinod um, Paribar, a family lineage of Bhakti Vinod. Someone might ask, well, you know, what about before that and so on and so forth. There is a before that, there's no doubt. There's the Nityananda Paribar that Bhaktivinoda Thakur is initiated in, and uh, there's the Paribar, the Dwaita, excuse me, that Gorgashore does, Babaji is initiated, and some say that the Advaita Paribar. But there's a question about that. Some say it's another Paribar. So, there's a question about Gorgashore's initiation, <laughs> apparently, in the minds of some. And while there may be question about Bhakti Siddhanta's initiation, Gurkishore was not a wide-scale preacher and was not critiquing his own mission, his own his own tradition. So nobody wants to play the card. Who's what's the lineage of Gurkishore? Who says he's initiated, <laughs> and so forth? He did things, of course. He conducted himself in ways that make it apparent. Um, that he was uh, a Siddha Purusha, 
Things like famous story of him sitting with an eggplant, a raw eggplant, offering it like this, with his eyes closed to his deity, with circular motion, and then eating the raw eggplant. Um, very extreme example of renunciation. And um, these types of activities that are overtly considered spiritual. But of course we know it said Vaishnavera Kriya Mudubhiknabhujai. It's very difficult to understand the activities of a Vaishnav. Bhaktivinoda Thakur, on the other hand, was a magistrate in the British uh, courts, working man with a dozen or so, ten or twelve children, busy person. But he would give Bhagavatam classes and Gorkashore would attend also. Um, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, taking the heart of Bhakti Vinod to see Gaudi Vaishnava spread far and wide, he introduced what he felt were necessary innovations to uh, make that possible. And in doing so, his activities were very different from a traditional Bhajananandi saint. Um, he rode in a motor car, he wore the patent leather shoes, which was were the, well, it's out of date now, but when I was a kid, they were the Birkenstocks of the, you know, of the time, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know what the hip shoes are now, but uh, there's probably too many out there. But, uh, but, um, um, he, he did these types of things that um, might have seemed by uh, some to be just uh, integrating with, uh, you know, with, 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 with the world, so to speak. But, but um, what came out of it was an extraordinary campaign that you really can't um, argue with, especially if you're a Western person involved in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. You have been touched by the Bhaktivinoda Paribar as understood by Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, who again told the students to think of themselves as such members of the lineage of Bhaktivinoda. Obviously, Bhaktivinoda, as we say, has a lineage, and Gorkashore has a lineage, and and these are the two gurus, guru influences in the life of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur. We don't dismiss the lineages that they're in, and so forth, but we place emphasis on them, and Bhaktivinoda Thakur in particular, as Bhaktivinoda Sarasati Thakur did, and my Guru Maharaj who said, my movement is the movement of Bhaktivinoda, because Bhaktivinoda started this whole wave, if you will, of international uh, dissemination of the gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and with that, um, he was innovative, Bhaktivinoda Sarasati Thakur was more uh, even innovative, and um, you really can't... Uh, can argue with success, and what what you may argue with what was what were some of the innovations of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, uh, starting a sannyas order when it was traditional, uh, and even stated I believe in Hari Bhakti philosophy that the Gaudiyas will wear white and so forth, and uh, of course that the saffron stands out in the eyes of the public. 
in India and did at the time. Um, and so he wanted to make like Western missionaries were coming to India to make Indian missionaries to go west and so forth. And even within India to uh, um, get attention of the public like a Mayavadi sannyasi could by his dress, for example. So anyway, so he did these innovations and we can argue with them about them that they were deviations rather than innovations, but it's very hard to really... Uh, 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 make that kind of a case because you can argue against it, but you can't argue with success. You can't argue with the with the objective that was accomplished by Bhakti Thakur um, in fulfilling and my guru Maharaj, for example, the ideal, the vision of of Bhakti Thakur. And he gave Bhakti Thakur the license to innovate. He himself innovated. In some ways, Bhaktivinoda Thakur very much took Gaudiya Vaishnavism and put it in a perennialist package. Hmm. Perennial, perennialism, you know, dates back to a long time back, um, but um, in in more modern times, Huxley um, penned a book. Or he might have called it the uh, perennial, philosophy. perennial philosophy. Philosophy perennius or something. Um, before him was Leibniz, uh, Catholic, and there was someone before that too, I believe. But at any rate, um, Bhakti Vinod, as we know, was was involved in a, in, a, in the um, intellectual and religious um, culture of of Calcutta, which was the British headquarters, and in touch with uh, Christianity and and modern thinking and so forth, uh, the first kind of connection uh, in a significant way between Gaudi Vaishnavism and, and, and the modern world. And um, in the context of that, he became a Gaudi Vaishnav, understanding Chaitanya Chart, Bhagavatam through Chaitanya Charitamrita and so forth. And so he packaged Gaudi Vaishnavism. I mean, you, you, if you want to talk about perhaps, maybe, Bhakti Vinod hatched a couple of preaching strategies. You, you couldn't find a person who would be more prone um, to do that than, than Bhakti Vinod Thakur. He was very much bent on circulating Chaitanya Vaishnavism. Um, he went so far, for example, as to say, and in Christianity we have the Sakirasa, we have the Vatsalya, we have Mother Mary. We have the brotherly love of uh, that, that Christianity speaks of. Hmm? I mean, we don't have Sakya Rasa and Vatsalya Rasa in Christianity. Hmm? Um, we probably have, on the high end, Shantarasa. Hmm? Um, uh, and in a whole different package, if you will. But this was a preaching strategy of, of Bhakti Vinod, obviously. Hmm. And then he would say, and 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 in Chaitanya is the same religion. Christianity is the same religion as Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and the, the Sufism the same, and it's all and just talking about it in different ways. And what it is is rasa. 
But the only difference here is in Chaitanya Vaishnava, we have the Madhurya. So then it suddenly becomes distinguished within the others and uh, and so forth. And he genuinely recognized also the divinity as it manifested in other traditions and so forth. Hmm? He wasn't just making it up. I mean, he generally uh, acknowledged that. Um, and and but he all he spoke of it kind of in an inclusive way. Gaudiya Vaishnava is an inclusive way, just like the Bhagavatam is inclusive, and in that it contains all types of religious and spiritual possibilities. The Gita is full of different yogas. Hmm? Of course, it's all really about bhakti yoga, ananya bhakti. What it and it speaks about other jnana yoga, karma yoga, um, um, ashtanga yoga. Um, um, for the sake of directly and indirectly glorifying Anya Bhakti. It's kind of a comparative religious study. Hmm? And what keeps coming up, up throughout the book is Ananya Bhakti, Ananya Bhakti. And there are other paths, and they're like this. And those who have eligibility for that, they should do that. But the whole book is meant, is intended to promote eligibility for Bhakti. Therefore, in the end, Gita concludes, so Krishna says to Arjuna, what do you think? What's your opinion? Do you get it? Hmm? And with a little hesitation on Arjun's part, he says, Manmana, <laughs> I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Manmana bhava madbhaktu madhyaji mamnaraskaru. Do this. Hmm. Um, so, and the Bhagavatam, that is extended as well. We see the essence of the Bhagavatam in Brihat Bhagavatamrita, it's all about different religious possibilities. Hmm? Two parts of the book, Brihad Bhagavatamrita. What is the highest fullest expression of devotion, I should say, when it comes to Madhurya Rasa, and where, where is it found? Where is the loka? Where is the realm? Hmm? The second part. Gopagumar goes through the different realms and so forth. So, um, so Bhakti Vinotaka was very much a living Bhagavatam in this way that extended the dis- discourse of the Bhagavatam and the Gita in as much as they are pluralistic and inclusive um, it, while distinguishing themselves, its, its own teaching as the best in a sense it honors the others nonetheless. So he extends that to cross-culturally, outside of India, to Christianity, to, to Islam, hmm? um, to the, 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 the uh, first American transcendentalist, Parker's, the Thoreau, the Emerson's that he, that, he, that he wrote to and tried to communicate with, and so on and so forth. Um, so he wants to say we're all following the same thing. It's a very much a perennialist perspective that he put Gaudiya Vaishnavism in. And in order to do that, he that pa- there was some packaging that he did, and the way he talked about it, hmm? and um, the way he talked about, for example, anadi karma, the way he talked about um, um, the love of God being in the being in the heart, not a foreign thing, and so forth. So when you're you can uh, when you're we have to leave it to empowered persons to make the call as to 
how they may package the product. And, and they have the power to digest whatever innovations they may, they may um, see fit. And our position is not to judge whether that was a good strategy or not. If I, I don't think that in our time and so forth, in their time and in their vision and so forth, what they saw fit to do would be determined uh, in terms of how good the strategy is if the whole package is... Um, is delivered, so to speak, if, if it's a success. Hmm? And this is the unique thing, I think, about the Bhaktivinoda Party Bar, because you can look across the board hmm, at Gaudiya Vaishnava lineages, and there, there are many of them, respectable lineages and, and so forth, but they're, they're, none of them are doing anything close to what Bhaktivinoda Thakur was doing. I'm not saying what he's doing is better, but what he's doing is very different. He is taking Gaudi Vaishnavism all over the world. He is the person, his lineage, hmm, that that did this, gave international currency to Gaudi Vaishnavism, attention to it, and so on and so forth, and really brought life to other, so many other lineages as well. Hmm. And when you're doing that, I mean, the campaign is huge. The 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 um, the the scope of it is just enormous. Let's look at Maguru um, Marsh, for example, traveling around the world a dozen times and managing an international movement um, that in some places uh, gave rise to temples and hundreds of devotees uh, where he never even went. I don't think he ever went to Vancouver, Canada. There was once 300 devotees at the, in, 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 a, in a temple there. It's just, that's extraordinary. And he was, but he was receiving letters from them and writing back. I mean, there are, you know, I don't know how many books, but quite a few books, big, thick books of his letters that he was writing hmm? uh, to the disciples, managing the move of these temples and so forth, and writing a commentary on the Bhagavatam. So when you're writing a commentary on the Bhagavatam, and Chaitanya Charitamrita, another independent book, the commentary on the Gita, his own book like mm, Teachings of Lord Chaitanya, you say, that's the only book I wrote, I wrote my own. <laughs> uh, there are others, there are some small ones as well, but when you're traveling like that and doing all these other things, it, you, you can't sit and give the same attention to a book that you might otherwise as, and I'm an author and that's what I do, for example. Hmm? Um, he used to do the dictation at night when we would take rest. I remember in, in Vrindavan I had a room there once where I could see out the window on the Prabhupada's uh, veranda. Hmm? And when we would take the rest at 10 o'clock, then he would go in and uh, work. I saw him about 1 in the morning, caught it, woke to call, the call of nature, and there he was. You know on his dictaphone and so forth. So, um, And then he would give it to his disciples, say, he edited it, make it good. Um, you say you're an editor? Okay. Prabhupada didn't say, well, where are your qualifications? What kind of, do you know how to do copy editing or substance of editing or 
What about proofreading? <laughs> you know, I mean, probably just somebody just said, I'm an editor. I was, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Hayagriva was an editor. I don't know if Jagueta had an education, but he, he became an editor. Uh, so, and they just, you know, basically trusted them, put it in their hands, that Krishna's supplying me with these people, and so we do it. And so, in a situation like that, um, sometimes, you know, the pencil is maybe not as sharp on some details and so forth. And of course, giving a commentary that's introducing for the first time to people who have no acquaintance, and so it's going to be written in a certain way when you write, and you're going to think of the audience and what you're going to say, and so on and so forth. Um, and Bhakti Vinod was writing, he wrote many books as well, and he was also circulating around, he had his Namhata programs and so forth, and, and, um, and he had a job, as he said. Yeah. As a magistrate, he had a dozen kids, and uh, so he was a busy, busy fellow. And he wasn't just sitting and thinking of the details, intricate details all the time of the philosophy, although he very much studied Bhakti Vinod Thakur, and there is a group there, I believe, in, in Navadweep or of Vaishnava scholars who were in Puri. Um, it's written somewhere. I, I read it once. I can't remember where, where they approved him as, you know, some type of pundit hmm. certification. <laughs> but at any rate, my point is that he made certain decisions um, to in his writing that I consider part of his preaching strategy. Preaching strategies have a shelf life, so in time that needs to be pointed out and so forth. But um, they were part of his his strategy, which overall was a huge success. And he taught, and Bhakti Siddhanta Sosti Thakur taught, my Guru Maharaj taught, and so forth, in a particular way that emphasized this um, kirtan in terms of Outreach, as I like to call it sometimes, uh, to others, excuse me, the dissemination of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. And there's really a special, there is a special kind of um, blessing that comes with that. Um, in, 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 for example, it is mentioned in the Bhagavatam that when you do kirtan, even if you do it in your sleep, or while eating, chanting, um, and so forth. You'll, you'll be, you'll be benefited. So, there's some generosity uh, that uh, is afforded the, the kirtaniers, if you, if, if you will. Hmm? Um, it's a way, if you will, unto itself. Kirtan. It's really, uh, of course, was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's way as well. He did Nam Kirtan, and Nam Kirtan. Outreach qualified him for the inner life in due course, and uh, at a certain point he did become, um, from a public figure, he became a private figure. Hmm. Um, but not all at once, not on day day one. Hmm. My Guru Maharaj, and he, he preached to the last day of his presence amongst us. Bhakti Vinod Thakur, in the last four years of his life, I think he retired into, into Samadhi. Um, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur preached also his whole life to his emphasis on kirtan, outreach, and so forth. Um, and this is certainly a, a, a way to perfection 
to enter into the um, the Brajlila through Kirtan and and the Smarnam that will come about naturally from that in a, pow- in a powerful way. Um, there are other approaches to that as well, and um, that is all well and, well and good. But they in modern times there's unfortunately been this this friction between them, um, between the way of Bhaktivinoda, if you will, as and, and you could say the way of Bhaktivinoda was different from Bhakti Siddhanta, but you really can't because Bhaktivinoda wanted the wide dissemination of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and he gave his his son Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur the, the charge of that, and Saraswati Thakur made Bhaktivinoda Thakur's name known all over the world. Hmm. Um, Yes, he was different in some ways from from Bhakti Vinod, but he fulfilled the ambitions of Bhakti Vinod, building the Yoga Peet, Mayapur Temple, going sending students to England and to Americas eventually, and so on and so forth. So um, there's the form and there's the substance. So I think that unfortunately today there's there's friction between our party bar and some of the other traditions. And some of the failings also of our tradition have caused people to go to other traditions. And then they find out that within the packaging of Bhakti Vinod, uh, his could have had a sharper pencil in a couple of places, or perhaps that was his part of his preaching strategy and so forth. And then there becomes some criticism. It shouldn't be like that. It should be recognized that within all of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the the Paribhara Bhakti Vinod Thakur has a special place. Everyone, it's a special place and a special way. They have their own way. And it works. <laughs> it works very good. Of course, you can look back and you can argue that, that it's the way also of the Goswamis and the way of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it's a return to that and so on and so forth. But the other ways are there and there are great souls in the lineage who... Um, um, established them. Your, 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 the so-called Siddhapranali tradition, Kamit Mugopal Guru Goswami was an associate of Mahaprabhu, also, and so forth. That's a big one out there that uh, is thought to be the real only way. There are a few ways, and we should judge um, by the results. So if we see Siddhas in either sector, then we have to think about that. And then we have to see that the current followers are actually following the way of Bhakti Vinod or Bhakti Siddhanta or the way of some other Baba this may be the case and often that may not be the case and that was, that's what the problem is but I think that in the community largely that this should be the way in which this discussion is is, is framed hmm? that um, that the uh, the the, the Bhakti Milk Paribar, as we call it, and, and as I said, this is for good reasons. I mean, we have the Shamananda Paribar, we have the Naratam Paribar, um, and and obviously they were already part, part of the lineage, but their contributions were extraordinarily unique, so they've been singled out in that way. And Bhakti Vinod has a lineage, and but he and that is very unique, and so to draw attention there, 
to the large light on the string of lights, if you will, that he represents is uh, appropriate in his adjustments. You know, you look at the adjustment of Shamananda in the Shamananda Paribar from Sakiras to Madhuriras having been influenced mystically. Um, it's highlighted in that way. Narottam for his preaching, wide-scale preaching. Although Lokanath was his guru and Narottam was his only disciple, Narottam went and converted Manipur and other parts and so forth. So, Bhakti Minod, unique contribution. And I think it should be seen in that, that light and appreciated for what it, for what it is. And, um, and, and we shouldn't second, second guess a person who has the power to do, um, what he did to, 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 to spawn what he spawned and inspire Bhakti Siddhanta and, and my Guru Maharaj, for example, um, to make such an extraordinary um, campaign. But again, anybody anybody from the West and many people from India who are involved in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism are, are, are touched by you. You just can't uh, deny that. And it wouldn't be appropriate to, to say, it's very good they did Vaidhi Bhakti and now come to me and I'll give you the Raganuga Bhakti. No, they were also involved in, in Raganuga Bhakti and their way was Kirtan. Their way was, their way was that it's difficult to sit in the forest, in the jungle, and simply remember Krishna. But if you are taxed to to come up with a way to present this very complex theology to the common people, that will absorb your mind. Hmm? And that's the objective, right? Hmm? Um, more readily than to sit down and and try to do so, um, try to meditate when one lacks <coughs> eligibility. No harm trying. Try, try again. You know, practice makes perfect. But this is another approach to it. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur himself sat in Bhajan for quite some time, a decade or so, and got up from that to start his campaign. Wrote the song, Vaishnav K, to me, to me, to me Kishe Vaishnav. Oh, my dear mind, what, what kind of Vaishnav? Dushtaman, to me Kishe Vaishnav. What kind of Vaishnav are you? Hmm? You sit and imitate Haridas Thakur, but your mind is actually going somewhere else. Hmm? Better imposed himself then, rather than as a Paramhamsa, as a party Rajak, traveling sannyasi, hmm? with the idea of preaching widely the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Harinam, and with a view that in doing so, hmm, the Paramhamsas would the Srup Shakti would become attracted hmm, and bless, bless the group. Something like, well, they're saying that, they're doing that. They're taking this difficulty to do that, hmm, and so forth. So this was his um, approach, inspired by uh, Bhakti Vinod, given the charge by Bhakti Vinod to come up with some formula for doing that. And we're on, in an ongoing way, we're still... That's what we're doing here. I don't know if you knew that, but I'm sure you did. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. 
the innovative form of preaching still a work in progress. And our Sri Chaitanya Sangha here at, at Madhavan. Hmm. So, um, uh, again, I think this is the way we should speak about it and other lineages should come to appreciate it. And if we can, um, in time, as I have, of course, recognize certain parts of the packaging of Bhakti Vinod that was then taken on by Bhakti Siddhanta and Maiguru Maharaj and so forth that may not be relevant now, that may call us into question. You know, sometimes prophets will be fall from Goloka. Someone can say, well, see, that's not, they don't know what they're doing. That's not Gaudiya Vaishnavism. That really starts a little bit with with Bhakti Vinod and the idea we're going to be preaching to the the Christians, they're all over the world, that it was the modern world. And at the time of Bhakti Vinod, Christianity was, I mean, America was like Christian, Protestant Christian. Um, that definitely had the strongest hold on. I remember when Kennedy was elected, President Kennedy, there was a whole question. He's a Catholic. His allegiance to the country or the Pope. We don't know if we can vote for him and so forth. It was a big thing. And he met with the Protestant leaders and so forth. And, convinced them that he, you know, his allegiance was one way spiritually, another way secularly, and so on and so forth. So, so you know, Adam and Eve and the fall and you know, these types of things and free will and its place with regard to the, you know, the odyssey and why there's suffering in the world and so forth. So he was a little creative in, in, in this regard. Um, so it's worth pointing that out at this time. It's identifying as such. These were part. This was part of his preaching strategy. His may shelf life may have expired now. Now we we go on from here, and uh, we can give some clarification on a couple a couple of issues. Um, a couple of issues, and um, and again, we have to judge a thing. By its result, any kind of preaching strategy is going to have an upside and it's going to have a downside. I mean, we distributed books at airports, and some people threw the books away. When we told Prabhupada, we sold him a book, and a guy later threw it away. He said, "What can I do? They're throwing away their babies. They're throwing their babies in 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 this rash." He's talking about abortion, which was um, what it is, and. Uh, and so, he, but he was able to digest that. You could say the Bhagavatam, for example, should be kept only by the Brahmins on the altar, brought out, worshipped, and then spoken from and put back. You shouldn't even put it in the hands of people who um, are not. Uh, Qualified, who don't understand it, who may misrepresent it, and so on and so forth. An argument can be made like that. Don't take a picture of the deity. No picture is allowed, because the picture is the deity, and the and the deity has its place. It's here. It's not everywhere, and in people's bathrooms or wherever they're going to put it or wherever they're going to do with it, and and so forth. So the prohibition in some temples on taking the picture. That's should be the spirit behind it anyway. They, they, they're honoring the image. We're thinking, 
hey, if you're honoring the image, why don't you let us take a picture? There's a different way of thinking. We're honoring the image, image, that's why we're not letting you take a picture. Because we don't know where it will go, and he lives here, and how how he'll be treated, and so on. So, um, hopefully that's the mentality. It should be the mentality. Who knows what, you know, things deteriorate, but um, but pictures can be abused, too. So, that's the one side. But then you take a campaign like Bhakti Vinodhaka or Envision, that Mahavirmarsh was a big player in, obviously, um, and uh, he was of the opinion that if people t- touch the Bhagavatam, that'll be good for them. And he was ready to digest it. I remember when the first set of Bhagavatams came out, there were six volumes, the first canto in three volumes, the second canto in two, that's five, and then we had one volume of the third canto, which wasn't completed, six books, and I was the first one to go out and sell them. <laughs> and um, and I was selling them at that Los Angeles airport, and I was like, I would give it to somebody and say, no, I'm going to give you this, but now I want you to take care of it and put it on a shelf. And, and so if I was talking about it, they must have thought I was crazy, but but they were buying them. I sold, you know, my whole bag of books that that day, floated home in, in, in ecstasy. Um, but, uh, you know, this is Prabhupada's idea. If they touch the book, they'll be benefited. And my point is that he could digest it. I mentioned the other night his idea that what, and, it, and it's an example too of the kind of freedoms that a preacher, if you will, if he's actually such, can take with Krishna. He was prepared to give people little miniature Gornatai deities and tell them, worship these, uh, take these deities, put them on your shelf, wave incense at them and chant this mantra, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare, and all your desires will be fulfilled. Now, obviously, you could see some Gaudiya person in the Dham saying, that's not in Hari Bhakti Vilas. <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> that's not in Arjuna Padati. And and this could be Seva Aparad. And so, what's he doing? And he had the freedom. He knows that too. But something else was compelling him, and he and and he had felt he had the license, the freedom, to do that, to spread Krishna consciousness, and he was successful. And that kind of a campaign, obviously, there are loose ends to tie up. <laughs> you can't go on doing that forever. At a certain point, you got to go. Actually. You're supposed to chant the mantra to become free from desires, not to. So you might want to think about it. And there's more to be said. We could say Prabhupada said everything. Yeah, he did say everything. <laughs> That's you have to unpack it all. And and so there's there's a follow up. Is my point. There's a follow up. And so we're part of the part of the, the follow up. But he had those kind of liberties. He could digest that. He could. People could take the deities, those little deities. He didn't do that, but he, he suggested it at one time. So, or the books abused them, and he could digest it all. That's an extraordinary position to be in, because you know he was encouraged. For example, before he left India, you're too old, stay in India. You know there could be problems over there and so forth. But he he became empowered by Nithai Chand, and he had the power to do the things 
that he did, and it never affected him adversely in any way. Hmm? Um, his mind was never turned, and and uh, and so forth. Um, so it's a way, his our our way. This uh, preaching we can't take the same liberties necessarily, but. Um, those were extraordinary times, and he was extraordinarily uh, empowered. But our lineage should be acknowledged for for such, and the members of it should be very humble and very honored to be members, not proud and and uh, arguing with others as if theirs is the only way. There may be other ways, and we'll judge by the by the result and so forth. But they should be humble members, and they should be learned members as as well. Understand what what's being taught, what were the innovations, hmm? why people might complain about them and misunderstand them. Because if you get involved in it from the start, you think, you know, uh, you should wear saffron. Somebody can say, well, actually, it says in Harry Bhakti Plus, you should wear white. So people have valid reasons. They have to look at their reasons in relation to the end product. Hmm? And then see, oh, this is an empowered person who who made those innovations for his own purpose. And these are deta- details anyway. Hmm? Some may be details. There are a couple of points of philosophy that Bhakti Vinod spoke about in such a way that that um, it would be good to see them as a preaching strategy and and um, and point out what the core texts say with regard to, like the falling of the jiva, that kind of thing. Um, inherent bhakti and, and, and so forth. That was part of his strategy. But but otherwise, details in terms of dress or um, um, procedures and so on and so forth. And it's a person's inability to acknowledge the difference between principles and, and details is a, is a a sign of their lack of realization. So, we don't say our group is the best, but we want to understand its contribution and be proud members of it and help other people understand its its contribution. And again, why people might not understand it, we should understand that too, so that we can help them. <coughs> you know, make offense to Bhaktivinoda or his um, successors, in, in, in the line, mm-hmm. and we should be prepared to cre- critique the uh, Parivara Bhaktivinoda talk as well. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the thoughts that come to my mind, thinking of the good fortune that we have to be members of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Parivara. He left the world on this day, the same day that his deity, Gadadhar Pandit, disappeared from the world. And as he said, those who think that Vaishnavas die while those who reason reason ill that Vaishnavas they reason reason ill who think that Vaishnavas die when living still and sound and living try to spread the holy name around. Bhakti Vinotakur ki jai! Sisi Gornatananda ki jai, Dajikopal ki jai, Puradamanava ki jai, Shigur Gadadhar ki jai, Gadadhar Pandit Tirubhava Mahamutsava ki jai, 
श्री भक्ति ठाकुर तिरबाबा मोचब की जाए उठि बिनु परिवार की जाए को भक्त बिंद की जाए को प्रेम मंदिर